0: Um, it's about 3.30am, I woke up at one30 I don't know why, maybe it's part of the oxalate dumping process, could not get back to sleep and I thought well why not just go out into the night in my raincoat with my dog and do a little bit of podcasting out into the night so I don't disturb anyone with my speaking in the middle of the night. I haven't podcasted in days, I don't know what's going on, what's the story? I've been having one of those waves of slight confusion and chaos. I think with me my life seems to go in waves, waves I'll be quite organised, I'll get through my list of things to do, I'll be on top of things, I'll be doing my morning routine pretty regularly and pretty with commitment. And I'll feel like, you know, I'm getting shit done, I'm going forward, it's all good. And then there'll be another wave where I kind of lose the track of my routines, I forget to do things that I'm supposed to do in the mornings, Um, I'm a little bit um, just juggling multiple things, not really, not really all proactive and forward moving and dynamic and I kind of like both. I like that feeling of confusion and slight limbo. It brings out more creativity and more self-reliance. And I like the phases of sticking with the routine and feeling committed and getting shit done. So I quite enjoy both. One of the things that's been going on during this period of slight confusion and chaos is I've been trying to sell my car and um, I was selling it because last time i took it for a service the mechanic said cryptically get rid of it soon because it's going to start costing you a lot of money and there's an oil leak well i don't know cars and i couldn't get him to say anything more specific than that but i thought well he knows what he's talking about so i went and bought a replacement car first and then put this one on the market and I tried at three thousand dollars and got nobody no responses so I tried at two and a half thousand dollars and I got heaps of responses and people started to well actually one guy (laughs) one bushy guy came to look at it and he identified the oil leak um, which was I knew it was there but I don't know what an oil leak how I mean I know what an oil leak is but I don't know how serious it is or what it signifies or what the implications are in terms of dollars to fix Um, and he he pissed me off because he broke the um, the sunroof window and he told me he would definitely definitely buy my car if I took two thousand and then he came and tried to beat me down on price so I got the shits with him and didn't sell him the car and then I sent him a rude um, text message the next day because I was indignant that he'd come to my house told me he would give me the 2000 then tried to beat me down after having broken my sunroof which was already broken but he forced it open I told him it didn't open and he forced it open and then it was it wouldn't close so I couldn't sell the car because I now had this popped up sunroof window with which would let the rain in. So I was really annoyed and I sent him this um, text message which was kind of pompous. Um, Some of it was quite thought out and well composed. I thought I was very clever at the time composing this very um, dignified and um, non-violent communication-y type text message. But it wasn't very non-violent communication because it contained at the end I ruined it all by implying that his behavior was dishonorable which is a judgment which is not very NVC anyway I felt good about writing it for a short period of time until I took the car to get the sunroof repaired which only cost me $80 and I got the sunroof repaired and the man who'd repaired my sunroof was interested in buying the car himself and I left it with him so he could examine it and so he could talk to the mechanic who'd spotted the oil leak because I thought, well, they would talk to each other and actually um, get more information that the mechanic wouldn't give me because he must have thought I was too stupid to understand. And then I went back to see this Mash repair guy and he only wanted to offer me $500 for the car because the oil leak would probably take $1,500 to fix. It was oil leak from the engine and from the drive shaft and then he would want to fix the body up as well because it's got a few dings. And so I went, oh, okay. So I just turned down a guy who offered me 1500 who I was then rude to. And <laughs> It turns out that someone who actually knows their shit wants to pay me 500 because once he's actually fixed it up, then it'll be a $4,000 car or whatever it will be. No, not that much, 2,000, and plus the body work. Um, so then I felt stupid, <laughs> um, also ashamed of myself for sending a rude message to the other guy who'd, uh, who'd made me a, a good offer, and I'd got the shits with him just because I was feeling petulant, and I, I got the shits with him because I was vulnerable. Because I didn't know cars and I'm selling a car to someone who does know cars and that made me vulnerable and so all those scripts come in of oh, he's trying to rip me off and everyone's always trying to rip me off and oh, people are terrible and all that shit which is (laughs) Very much implicit in the process of buying and selling cars in general. At least so far in my life, and I've bought and sold a lot of cars. You'd think I'd know more about them and about it, but I don't. Um, so now I'm in limbo. I've had a few more people on the uh, responding to my ads, but I feel duty bound to inform them of the oil leak and to reduce the price to a thousand dollars, hoping to get a thousand rather than five hundred. <laughs> And um it's been a fiasco, so I'm even now thinking I might just fucking keep the car and fix it myself uh, and sell the Corolla that I just bought and then I'll have a bit more money in the bank so it's been hilarious and silly um but it'll be all good it doesn't matter it's only money but what I like about it I do I like it because. It's made me confront some of my demons. It's made, it's put me in some very uncomfortable places. I was feeling ripped off, then I was indignant, then I was ashamed of feeling indignant, then I felt stupid because I'd made a mistake. And it's highlighted how much I don't know what the hell I'm doing. But at the same time, it doesn't really matter. It's just a car and it's just money. And in the large, Picture, in the very large picture of the amount of money that's come and gone through my hands in my lifetime. We're not talking about something important. So it's not worth having all these major emotions over. But I like this episode because it's made me go right into my scripts. It's made me have to put up with feeling very uncomfortable and out of my depth and vulnerable and still deal with it. And I like that there is no answer, there is no true answer. Because even if a panel of judges came along and assessed my car and the the man who originally made the offer and the panel Peter who's making this other offer and who looked at the market for Subaru's and who, checked out the (laughs) pros and cons there still would be no clear answer as to exactly how much my car is worth and exactly whether or not any of these people are or are not trying to rip me off or are in fact very honest and giving me a really good offer and I like that there's no clear answer because we're always looking for the truth the, the, are they really trying to rip me off? Am I really an idiot? <laughs> and there is no truth. And it doesn't matter. And it's helped me, this episode, to be more light. To hold on to these things more lightly. And not give a shit. And get out of my, oh it's so serious. I have to do this right mentality. And, Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do with the car. So that was one source of confusion and chaos that I've been dealing with lately. And I believe it's improved my, my, um, how close I am to being a better human, even though it's been a challenge, not even though it's been a challenge, because it's been a challenge, because that's what challenges do. And I know that waking up at 1.30 in the morning for no apparent reason, historically, has always led to something good happening the next day or the day after, because you think, oh, everything's fucked up. I woke up with, oh, I didn't have enough sleep. Oh, it's all terrible doom and gloom. But you just get on with life and you just do shit anyway. And then there's always been this reward, something really good that's going to happen today or tomorrow. So I can look forward to that. So thank you, audience, for being there for me when I need to talk in the middle of the night. And I'll talk to you soon.